131873 is the number to call. And as we do every Tuesday, we are here to give you free legal advice. If you're injured on the job, should you be out of pocket for your medical costs? A lot of people shouldn't have to pay a gap fee for treatments if they're injured on the job. But it might be the case under proposed changes to the New South Wales Workers' Compensation Insurance Scheme. We know that it's being reviewed at the moment. And the biggest insurer of workers' compensation eye care is suggesting reducing the fees doctors are paid for procedures and making workers pay a gap fee for some treatments. But what do you think about this? 131873 is the number. That's the topic of our Legal Matters segment this week. And, of course, laws are different across some states. So if your question is more specific, we may need to get you to get in contact with Turner Freeman directly. But if you have a legal question, give us a call. We've got a $100 Westfield voucher to give away to the caller who does ask the most relevant question. 131873, Turner Freeman, they provide a range of specialised legal services, compensation and negligence law, asbestos litigation, superannuation and disability claims, employment law, wills and estates, which I know was very popular when we did our segment last week, and also property law. And Richard DeBabner is an accredited specialist in personal injury law and he's a partner at Turner Freeman's Parramatta office. He's on the line for us now. Richard, hello to you. Good afternoon, Deb. When it comes to making workers pay if they're injured on the job, what do you think? Is that fair? It, it is an attack on the most fundamental of entitlements that a worker has when they are injured in the course of their employment. It is probably the worst thing that, can, that could possibly happen to injured people in New South Wales. And, it, and, and this would be probably the only, that I, can, that I know of, the only, uh, the only state um, that would uh, impose something like this. So what's the case as it stands now? If you're injured on the job, is it automatically the responsibility for the company to, to pay or do you as an individual hold any accountability? Um, if you're injured on the job, then you have a workers' compensation uh, right. Um, that goes through the employer's insurer and in uh, as you mentioned three quarters of insurance is handled by eye care um, and then the other I suppose 25% um, uh, is self-insurers um, self self-insured employers um, government departments things like that mm. um, uh, that insurer is responsible to cover your reasonably necessary treatment expenses so reasonably necessary is the legal definition that's required to be met when determining whether they will pay for the treatment um, uh, but if that is supported by your doctors and it's been recommended by your doctors, then yes, they, uh, the insurers should be paying it. And what about if you didn't follow the rules, if you yourself did something wrong and then you were injured as a result, the responsibility for the, the payment, would that lie with you? Well, it, so long as it's not self-inflicted harm, then uh, the, the system doesn't require the worker to prove that the employer was negligent. The, the fact that they injured themselves in the course of their employment is, uh, is sufficient to enliven the liability. Mm. So, so long as it wasn't self-inflicted, or, um, you know, recklessness, um, even even uh, you know the worker's own um, uh, negligence, um, you would still be covered for the statutory entitlement to uh, to medical expenses. All right, 131873 is the number if you've got a question for Richard Ababna on anything legal related. We're talking personal injury law today. Um, Bill's on the line for us in Oatley. Hi, Bill. Oh, hi. Uh, thank you for taking my call. Um, my question um, is um, I, I work at an international airport where we handle, um, um, you know, international luggage, obviously. And I'm wondering what responsibility or duty of care 
uh, if any, are on my employer to ensure that uh, we don't contract, um, you know, coronavirus, for example. Mm. Um, at one stage, they said they were going to provide masks and gloves, but then they now they're sort of, oh, it's, it's not that dangerous, everything's good. And, and I believe them and everything's okay. But if it was to uh, escalate and somebody was to contract coronavirus, do they have a responsibility or have they been negligent in any way? Um, uh, absolutely. Every employer has an obligation to protect its employees from uh, injury, including the contracting of diseases. Um, in circumstances where uh, you know everyone now knows of coronavirus, the threat that it um, poses, every employer should be taking steps to uh, ensure that workers, particularly those uh, such as yourself who have uh, probably a greater risk of um, exposure, to um, uh, you know should take steps to protect them. Now, those steps. Um, uh, may not work. It may well be that you know yourself or one of your colleagues um, might contract the disease. At that point in time, the employee certainly has um, a liability there to pay workers' compensation. Now, that's obviously through the through eye care or its insurer. Um, and and certainly, if uh, you contract that disease, you could say that there would be some negligence on the employee, and that would move into a different type of area, not just statutory compensation, but also damages for negligence. Yeah, it's a good question, Bill, and I'm sure a lot of people in your line of work would be wondering it too. Thank you for the call. Lloyd, you've got a question as well for Richard. Yeah, I do, Richard. How are you, mate? Good day, Lloyd. Richard, I've got an employee uh, as of two years ago that lodged a claim through ICARE for uh, workers' compensation at work, but it was put out over her social media that she effed her shoulder while lifting suitcases on holiday in Honolulu. Mm. Now, ICARE never advised me that they were looking at a claim, and then I found out 15 months later they have taken on the claim that have been paying her. I've written to a number of different organisations related to this industry, and nobody wants to talk to me directly about it. They're, they're passing the dollar, the, the, the buck, and basically they're, they're only interested in listening to the, uh, the worker, not the employer. Yeah, it's a really unusual situation because you would expect that eye care in that situation would come to you and, and, and get your view about these things. And certainly if there's evidence that it's been posted on social media, that's good evidence that um, you know, eye care well, should I, probably I... investigate it further. Exactly, Richard. I, I sent them all the information uh, from her post, uh, posts on social media, various different areas of social media, and I heard nothing. Mm. So I thought, oh, well, you know, no news is good news, so to speak, and then I was to find out that 15 months later they've been uh, paying the claim. Mm. The unfortunate part of it is, as an employer with an insurance policy, once someone makes a claim against that policy, you submit it to ICARE, your hands are, uh, you know, y your involvement is comes to an end essentially mm. you've paid your premium and you've paid your excess perhaps and that's the end of it for you um you know i care whoever the insurer might be is uh is the one that's now responsible for and they're actually acting in your stead so there's not much you can do about it but um yeah, very unusual. Yeah, it's an interesting question, though, isn't it? One three one eight seven three is the number to call. We'll take a quick break and more of your calls. If you've got a legal question, give us a call. Richard Babna is with Turner Freeman Lawyers, and he's here to give you some free legal advice. And we have a one hundred dollar Westville voucher for the best caller as well. Back with more calls right after this.
And we're taking your calls on legal matters, free legal advice that we deliver every Tuesday with Turner Freeman Lawyers. If you've got a question, 131873 is the number. Richard DeBabna is a partner at Turner Freeman's Parramatta office and he's with us now. Andrew, you've got a question for Richard. Yeah, g'day. Hi, Richard. Um, g'day. This is just a, a question, mate. Um, Travelling to and from work, if you have an accident, uh, you, would you be covered by work cover? Very good question. Um, since 2012, unfortunately not. Your your normal commute to and from work is not covered. Now, um, there are a lot of grey areas in the section of the law that deals with this, in New South Wales this is. And, um, you know, if you can show that you've had to detour, you've had to, there was some other reason why you're on the road, you know, if it was an overtime and you were going home at a later time, for example, you might be able to get around the the, 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 the standard preclusion. Um, but a, a, a general commute to and from, unfortunately not. Okay, yeah, I did hear that. Thanks, yeah. thanks very much. All right, good on you, Andrew. Thank you. And just with the, the topic of, of claims as well, how many workers or how many medical claims are there for, for workplace injuries? Is it common here in Australia? Uh, I, I dare say every single um, claim that involves an injury would uh, include a claim for medical expenses, um, even if it's as, as simple as seeing the general practitioner. Um, once you're injured, you go through the GP, mm. the cost of that consultation is something that should be funded by eye care um, as opposed to the, the you know the, the Commonwealth taxpayer through the Medicare system. So, yeah, every every claim will involve a medical claim as well. And what's the average wait time then for, for someone who's injured at work until the claim is processed? Do they tend to have long wait periods? No, it's pretty quick. 24 to 48 hours is actually obligations on the employer to uh, notify eye care of the the injury within 24 hours, I believe. Mm. Um, and eye care generally gets involved within 48 and um, the process starts there. The unfortunate part of it, though, is once you put in a request for a treatment, the eye care has 21 days to review that and make a decision on it. In that 21 days, you could be, you know, it could be an emergency situation. You may not uh, have the ability to do it that quickly. Yeah, it's, a, right. it's an issue. Isaac's with us as well in Maroubra. You've got a question for Richard Isaac. Yeah, hello. Hi. Yeah, so I was injured um, while dining at a pub and I called up a couple of different uh, companies and none of them wanted to take my case on because there wasn't enough, enough profit in it for them. Mm. Uh, I suppose uh, as a lawyer, you've got to be um, pragmatic. If there's a, You might have a case on liability. It may well be that the pub's done something wrong by you, but if the damages that you're going to ultimately um, recover don't exceed what it's actually going to cost you to run that case, then it doesn't become a financially viable case. Yeah, and that's something that the lawyers have to weigh up, isn't it? Yeah. That's one of those issues. Mark, you've got a question as well. Sorry? What's your question, Mark? My, my question is... <laughs> my, my, question, my question is, my son has had um, no success. Uh, he's been... He's, He's been uh, in human human res- been talking to human resources over a back injury mm. that he that he uh, got at work um, and the work health people and um, basically they've, they've sent him, they've actually sent him to work rather than rather than helping him they're sending him back to work 
and well, they've made him sit in a sit in a chair all day. What's your advice to Mark there, just quickly, Richard? What he, should he do in that case? It, it's it, this is something that we hear actually a lot. Um, uh, you, first thing is get legal advice because you, you don't know, you know, your son doesn't know where he stands until he's spoken to a, a lawyer about these things. Mm. Um, uh, the the employer has an obligation to provide suitable duties, but they can only provide duties that fit within the restrictions that um, your son's doctor has imposed because of the, the back injury. So yeah. if they're getting him to do things that are outside of those restrictions, well, that's illegal. They can't do that. Mm. Um, and the job they give him, the suitable duties, has to be something that is actual, you know, it's an actual job, not just sitting in a corner, you know, um, you know, taking out stables yeah, or something good silly. Good advice. Good advice. One three one eight seven three was the number to call. As always, we're out of time, but thank you, Richard. Richard Debabna there. Pleasure. An accredited specialist in personal injury law, and I think we'll give our one hundred dollar voucher to Bill, who called first up, saying that he worked at an airport with questions about whether his employer needed to cover him for things like coronavirus. So we'll send that out to Bill, our first caller off today. Deborah Knight with you. Back with more right after this.